fact or myth. In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at keepitfunohio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside. Sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearly centering host, Matt Sroka. And as always, I'm joined by a guy who spent his Orioles off off day searching through Dr. Fauci's emails, the button lover, Josh Sroka. How are you trying to remember, Matt? We've had this conversation. No politics on the show. People do not like political talk. Oh, are emails political now? Well, Fauci's a Nats fan. Oh, Remember that's he threw why. Out their first pitch and all. Yeah, we don't support Fauci and the, the Nats. No, I don't know what you're. T- I assume that's what you meant with his emails, talking about Nationals. Yeah, I, w- I thought you were scouring for any mention of the Nats Orioles ri- ri- rivalry there. I was. I was looking for it. Couldn't find anything. It was all this Wuhan crap. Mm, maybe that's that's some kind of code word for the Nats. Don't know. That w. <laughs> that is that what that W's for? Oh, I, uh, yeah. The, the curly W, the, curly, the, Walgreens. the Walgreens. Yeah. 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 I don't know anything about that. So I just, uh, just left that part alone. All right. Fine. I'm sorry no, to no introduce you like to the that. Orioles or Nets. Sorry to introduce you like that. There's, I could have made any number of jokes about how hot Cedric Mullins. I put on Twitter that I compared Cedric Mullins past couple games to that of, of slow pitch softball. Something we know a little, a thing or two about oh, Josh, but Mullins' numbers are slow-pitch softball numbers. Yeah. Uh, but he wasn't the Oriole player of the week. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. His, his actually came a little bit too late in the week, I think. Yeah. Right, right. But Ryan Mountcastle was Orioles player of the week. So we have some fun stuff to talk about after recapping some miserable times recently. 
Yeah, it's been it's been a tale of uh I mean that this just this week since we last podcast right. has been a tale of uh of of two different stories for the Orioles and Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's we'll, pretty uh, wild. We'll have to get to that. You mentioned slow pitch softball. Yeah. And I uh Friday, I don't think last time we talked, well last week when we talked, I probably told you off the air that it was my playoff week for right. uh softball. Yeah, so we played a game on Wednesday where my team lost, uh, which means we got bumped to Friday where we had games at 7 o'clock. If we won, we would play at 8 o'clock. If we won, we would play at 9 o'clock for the championship. Okay. It's past my bedtime, but all right, go ahead. 7 o'clock game, we took into extra innings and won. 8 o'clock game, extra innings and won. 9 o'clock game, we lost in a walk-off. High scoring games here or low scoring defensive uh, battles? Probably high scoring, like sixteen runs, I think, in the okay. last game. Yeah. But uh so we lost. We got second place. But Friday night I pitched over three hundred balls. Oh, My wow. body was so sore. Yeah. But oh, but what I really should have done is I wore pants tonight for the show. I should have worn shorts for the show. Because on Wednesday night I had a line drive come back at me at the pitcher. And I now have this gigantic purple and black mark on my leg where I knocked down the line drive. Mm, Josh, there's a word for that. What's the word for it? Uh, I believe the word is karma. Oh, for you mean hit a line drive at the pitcher. <laughs> for your, your history of taking shots at the pitcher. Yeah. I, if I, I, I hope you got into an argument with the hitter about it. Uh, no, well, the funny thing is that team I then had to play at the nine o'clock game on mm, Friday. It's a so bad blood again. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you. Uh, I'll show you after the show. I don't feel like taking my pants off on Facebook. Okay, please. Not, Even after the show, you don't, need, you don't need to take your pants off. It's fine. I believe you. It's a well. So, so that was my week. Meanwhile, you put your house on the market. We talked about last week, and you already sold it, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, between the shows, like I, I put it on the market on Tuesday night. By Wednesday, I had an offer, and by, um, well, I guess by Tuesday, it took a week. By the next right. Tuesday, it was sold. So, yeah, when it sold does, in less than a week. And when does Trey move in? No, no, no. Uh, we can talk about uh, Trey later, but, no, he, he's not moving okay. in here. As far as I know, I really don't know anything about the buyer. But I, I think this is maybe a little bit above of what Trey – I mean, I, 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 we have access to Trey's salary. And I think uh, you know he could buy my house with one paycheck. So I don't, I don't think he's, he's buying this. He could. House. He could. Um, besides, the, he doesn't have time. He's got to play baseball games. He doesn't have time to up, 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 upkeep this yard. No. Which, by the way, but I he, sold my he, house. He's got money to upkeep that yard. Yeah, I sold my house. Then mon- Then yesterday, I mowed the lawn again. It takes you know Why half you a day to that? mow my lawn, and I feel like I'm a sucker. I'm mowing now uh-huh. for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally. not pulling weeds though. I'll tell you that much. Right. Um, yeah, I agree. I but remember we, we got to get through process. all the home inspection stuff first. Oh, well, that's why you mowed the grass. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. got the, well, we got the, we had that today. We had the home inspection today. Oh, that's not bad. And you're probably, yeah, we, so you, when do you have to be out? July 1st. You got to be out July 1st or they yeah. move in July 1st? We got to be out July 1st and okay. don't ask me where I'm going. <laughs> Everyone keeps asking where you're going. What? Like oh, you just assume because I'm leaving this well, house, I'm going to automatically go into another house. No, well, that's, remember, it's not that simple. The zany Burt Rohde had his entire life in a pod for two years. Yeah, that's going to be us to hear in a, in, a, in a minute. Yeah, you can always come to Florida. Yeah, that's true. So, um, 
So, I, and you mentioned Trey Mancini. I do want to, Josh, I want to spend a good chunk of time talking about Trey Mancini. All right. I, I want to get into the trade or not trade Trey Mancini debate. I want to handle oh, it tonight. Oh, I thought I thought you were talking about the text of, hey, did you know this is where Trey Mancini lives that we got this afternoon? No, I want you to go off the record in this, Josh, because um, – yeah, I got some more information there. I don't want. I don't want to share. I don't get into that in the podcast. Because uh-huh. uh, I was going to say, you know his neighbors, right? Now, sort of, apparently. All right, I, Josh. Again, uh-huh. I don't want. I don't want to go there right now with you. Okay, I don't want to go there with right you. That gets into personal stuff. I don't want to go there. I know. Um, but no, I want to get into the because I, I mean, it, it should should Trey rent or buy? Um, and if I was Trey Mancini right now, I would probably rent. To be honest, as opposed to buying, uh, just with Michael Elias at the helm, I would rent just yes. to be safe, as opposed to buying. But I want to get into it today. Just, I don't want to do it now or later. I want to talk about the debate. We will. But I, and right. I would think, based on the story that came out this week on Trey, go ahead and buy, because they're spinning the stories of Trey is the face of this organization. And remember, when Rock writes, Rock is employed by the Orioles. Okay. He's employed by Masson. So when he writes an article about Trey stepping up as a leader uh, and giving the speech after the 14-game losing streak and helping this team guide this team through that, that's the Orioles putting out that Trey Mancini is the face of this organization. Oh, cool, because I forgot he was on the Orioles between Ryan Mountcastle winning player of the week and between Cedric <laughs> Mullins going nine for his last 10 and hitting three home runs in two games. Oh, and today when they announced Grayson Rodriguez as the best pitching prospect in all in of baseball. baseball. Yeah. Oh, and when Adley Rutschman had another home run over the weekend, bumping his OPS, I think, to over 1,000 uh-huh. now. Yeah. Between all of that, I forgot that Trey Mancini was still a player on this team. So thank you, people, for reminding us. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where you're going with that one. Well, I'm, I'm saying but you should rent. I think, uh, okay, right, I'll go with bye. But we'll find out. We have that still listed as our topics for special episodes that we almost need to have the whole episode to dedicate it to. Yeah. Um, but but let's talk before we get to the and I before we talk about the trade months, you need to trade or not to trade. Yep. Um, th- this half and, and you you mentioned it, Josh, that this has been a a tale of two weeks. Um, yeah. The Orioles what maxed out at fourteen games. And sometimes when you're in the midst of a losing streak like that, it feels like, like, how are you? It doesn't seem like the team is ever going to win again just because there's no offense, no pitching. And then all of a sudden, I mean, on Sunday, we dropped 18. It was a football score, 18 to three. We beat up on the Cleveland baseball team. And so after that, like, it feels like this team, you know, could win a bunch in a row. And the other thing that's concerning about the losing streak, Josh, if you just look at the yep. schedule, I know you're a big schedule guy who's coming up. Who's going and you and you were pumping up the portion of the schedule that we just finished yeah, I know. as being a softer. And that's the part that we kind of lost for all those games in a row. <laughs> I know. Against the, you know, the Nats against some softer teams, right. against the twins, against some right. softer teams. No, and we now got, we got the took, Mets, the Rays, the Indians, Blue yeah, Jays. Yeah, the Houston. Mets who are in first place, the Rays who are in first place. The Indians who are in second place over 500 that we just had, you know, you just won that series. Um, so the schedule actually gets a lot harder now in the coming days. But the signs, the signs are encouraging, specifically with our offense. I mean, we, we talked so many episodes. How many episodes in here did we talk about Ryan Mountcastle's struggles, right? And that right. seems like he, he seems like he's figured it out, right? It seems like he's 
He's kind of gone through that little slump. And sometimes these slumps, you see how much Trey Mancini, these slumps can happen happen and take place over an entire season, right? So at some point, like, you know, you just start to write off the season for Ryan Manicasso. But no, he, he's turned it around. And then we see what happened with Cedric Mullins. And I don't even want to hear, is Cedric Mullins an all-star? That's a dumb debate. Is Cedric Mullins an all-star? The only question is, um, is Cedric Mullins the starting center fielder in the all-star game? And if you look at his numbers, he's oh. first in all bunch of offensive categories. He's playing gold glove caliber center field yeah. and Mike Trout's injured. So you can't, I, I do not see an, an argument that oh, an argument. is not the starting center fielder in the all-star game. I've got an argument. Well, yeah. What is it? He's an Oriole. No, the MLB all-star voting is stupid and it's not based on stats. It's based on fan popularity. Yeah, I don't. You know what? We've been so out of the All Star discussion. I don't. I literally don't know how All Star games work now. So uh, I know the right. fans I don't vote think him in. Hanging chads anymore. I know the fans vote him in. I know there's no hanging chads anymore. I know you can vote a million times on the internet. Right. But like, do the fans vote for the starters? I believe so. Yes. So they decide who's starting. Yes, and then the managers or whatever can pick some other people. Right. Yeah, or the players or something. Yep. Yeah, but, but this team, um, I, I, I mean, we don't need to get all, all caught up on it, but it's kind of cool that we have we can make the argument for le, a legitimate argument for three players yeah. to come up doing the All-Star game. This is not a Ty Wigginton situation where there's no one else, so we just have to throw in a token guy to the All-Star game. Like right. We have three legitimate guys who could make the All-Star game this year and, and deserve to make the All-Star game. Yeah, it's true. And even when you look back, now that we've won some games and we put up a bunch of runs, and you look at that losing streak, a lot of those games we were close and we were in. And it was just some bad luck that continued that streak. So I'm back to enjoying the team again. After that, 14 games was hard. But this week has got me enjoying it again. Did you see the stat that came out after yesterday's 18-run game about total runs scored? No. For the season? Who do you think has the... Uh, the Orioles, I'll tell you, the Orioles are 20th in all of baseball for total runs scored. Oh, I think I, I think I know where you're going with this, yeah. Yeah, the New York Yankees are 25. Yeah, they're, they're below like the Tigers and right. a bunch of other terrible teams. So when we yeah. talk about how our offense has potential, but our pitching sucks, that's exactly what you see right there. When total runs are that much higher than the Yankees, but the Yankees are way ahead of us in standings, it's because of pitching. Yeah, the, the Yankees are bizarre, too, because we thought their offense would carry them and can their pitching hold up right. with that team. And it's been the opposite. And this, honestly, like this is this is who I thought the Orioles would be all year. I thought they would be a team that struggled to pitch yeah, but, but could put up runs. some runs. Yeah, I think we said we would see a lot of, like, 7-9 losses. Yeah, and 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 now the offense is showing what it's capable of, right? And that's before I even thought that Sergio Mullins would be – the best center fielder in all of baseball. But, but I just thought this offense had enough firepower with Trey Mancini and Santander. And if Austin Hayes would ever get healthy and Ryan Mackhouse, of course, yeah. that I thought we had enough offensive power to, 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 to compete. And you look at our starting rotation was never built to compete. Um, but I'm more, to be honest, Josh, I'm less surprised when we take two out of three from the Indians than when we get swept by the twins. Like I expect us to be competitive and win games because I think we have enough talent. I don't expect us. Like I don't, I don't go to the over oh, rebuilding. So it's okay. We lose every game. 
I mean, I, I see this team as having young pieces that are going to be part of our future that are talented enough to 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 compete with these teams. You also see us getting healthy a little bit, like in the bullpen, right? With with the Hunter Harvey being back, I think that that's a big boost, a big boon for our our bullpen is the return of Hunter Harvey. Um, I know, I know. Um, hopefully, um, Austin Hayes will be back in the lineup too. But I think health is a big a big factor as well. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about. Um, it feels a lot better to do the podcast after you win eighteen to three than last week when we lost like ten in a row or something. When Four, we did the 14, podcast. fourteen in a row. Was that is that when we did the podcast after we lost fourteen? I believe so. I believe we oh, won the day be. after our podcast. Oh really? All right. I believe our podcast was the day of the last win and then the day of the. Uh, I believe like our podcast was during the losing streak. It was kind of our fault for taking that time off. Yeah, yeah, you could be right. And then with one, two, two against the Twins, and then we took two, yeah. two out of three. Yeah, we, we lost um, Monday, which was the night of the podcast, and then yeah. we won Tuesday. Yep. Yeah, and now we've only lost one game in June. So right, we're took two series. Yeah. yeah, and today we're not going to lose. So the streak continues of just yeah. being dominant in June. And tomorrow we take on the Mets, which in theory I think we can beat the Mets. But but we don't know. have to face Jacob deGrom in the series, which is good. Anytime you can avoid Jacob deGrom. There's going to be another um, Matt Harvey, um, you know, pitching yeah. against the Mets. Hopefully that goes better in round two than it did in round right, one. Right, that'll be Wednesday. It's Zimmerman Tuesday, Harvey Wednesday. Yeah, and, and uh, Z- Zimmerman's a guy that's kind of hard to figure out for me. Sometimes he looks really good. Other times he looks, you know, like he should be back in AAA. So yeah. I think that's he, – he's a guy that's, I think, still kind of finding himself while he's pitching for the major league team. Right, and that's fine. right. That's fine. Big- I'm okay with that. Now, the big breakdown for that one loss this week, as we're just getting all the news out fast, is Matt John Means. And yes. him hurting himself on getting hurt Saturday. Clearly, as soon as he started pitching in that game, it was obvious that it, something was up. Yeah, it's weird, right? Like that. And, when, and what, what day was that? Wasn't that Saturday? Okay. I believe it was Saturday. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it's just weird, right? And then you Maybe come back. Four, yeah, Saturday. You come back the next day, because that was a game we lost, a bullpen game. Um, and then you come back the next day and you score 18 runs. Right. Um, so good bounce back for the Orioles. But, yeah, I, I think they said that, you know, he's been dealing with this thing for for seasons. Like, this is not the first time it happened last year. Mm-hmm. And it's the year before that, like this shoulder soreness. And I, I don't know, like, it's like when someone says that, I feel like they're trying to say that to comfort you. But I'm not sure, like, that's comforting me the way you think it is. Like, to say that this is right. something that happens every year, if that's what made me feel better about it. I, it doesn't really make me feel better about it. Um, it's, you know what? It's also, it's one of those things that I will never understand yes. as not being a major league player. It's just like when a blister takes out a pitcher. Well. I will never understand. A, pit, a blister maybe a little bit because I can understand in my head how that will affect things. But a sure sold, a sore shoulder I feel like you just get a cortisone shot and you go out there. Yeah, and that's a little bit weird, right? Because like I just assume at this point of the season, every pitcher's shoulder is sore. Right. right? It's like, it's like who's yeah. throwing 100 pitches and their shoulder's not sore? Right. It's like I, it's like me saying I was sore from playing softball on on Friday, but like if we had a game on Saturday, I'd go out and do it again. You just yeah. fight through it. So yeah. I don't understand the but major is, league how that's worked. Yeah, but clearly it seemed to affect his, and people talk about it affecting his changeup because he can't get the same extension right. for the shorter side. But I think it's like, but I think it must be even hard for John Means right to identify because 
I don't know. Like I'm sure his I, shoulder's sore a lot. And but how is it like at this point? It's too sore I, for him to pitch effectively when yeah. sometimes it's sore and he can still pitch effectively. I think like, it's, it's a tough thing. Yeah, I think it's something. I think it's mental. And I think mm. it's mental. No, hear me there out. you go. You see no, Josh no, no, going to no. speculation. Here Josh no, no, goes. No, no, no. Hear me out. Speculation hear me maybe mental maybe is right. not the right word. I disown everything you're about to say, but go ahead. No. I, I want no part of it. Have you ever had like uh, like you don't even realize it, but because you like hurt your leg or something, you're walking with a slight limp? And you don't even realize it, but it's like your body kind of protecting sure. your leg and someone else might point it out to you and you don't even realize you're doing it. Sure. I'm thinking it's something like that, maybe, where he can't. Pitching is so much about repetition and arm motion and getting that perfect arm motion that if it's just a hair off and you're used to going this way and then your hands is just a centimeter off, it's gonna, everything's going to turn slightly different. So if your shoulder's sore, your body's probably, even without you thinking about it, making a slight adjustment to protect that shoulder, and that can screw everything up. Does that make sense? Yeah, Josh. Next, you can tell me about how he also is having short, short soldier, a sore shoulder because of all the videos out there of him touching his glove like he's going to a substance. And now he's faking the arm injury so people won't get more video of him fake uh, che- cheating and putting the substance on his, uh, yeah, his glove do. and going to the substance on yeah, his glove. Yeah, that's all crap. Those videos are all crap. I'm just trying to give a logical answer on how arm soreness becomes a major issue for a pitcher. Yeah, and there is, like, again, this is the question we've talked about that we don't know. Like, will this happen a lot in July and August, September? Because right now we're getting past, we're just about to get past right. to, to the point of the amount of games they played last year. Yes, right? and that and so, was the whole talk, right? Yeah, and so you don't know. And so, and they've been careful with John Means. They've been giving him six days rest, seven days rest at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now this seems like, I think what they're thinking is this just another little like they have the two off days this week so they can, you know, give him a 10 day rest. They can skip a start anyway. And this just allows him to allows Orioles to bring up Zach Lothar or someone else to fill his spot. Why give him, you know, an extra off day rest. And I assume he'll come back and hopefully come back effectively. But, but this is, I mean, any, I mean, it's a left shoulder for a left-handed pitcher. Anytime, you know, the arm shoulder is involved with the pitcher, especially because guy who's been so effective this year, our ace of our staff, it's concerning. Of course it is. It's especially a guy that uh, we want to trade, right? Well, I was going to say, this is secondary because I think all the trade talk was nonsense to begin with. I agree. But now, there's the if there wasn't zero chance he was traded before, there's zero, definitely zero chance he's traded now because no one's going to give up a bunch of their top prospects for a guy who they is, are not 100% sure is 100% healthy. That right. Forget about that. That's not right. happening. But remember, isn't this what was up with means at kind of the beginning, middle of last season? Yeah. And then, he, got, and then he went away, came back, and he was dominant again. And he was dominant. Yeah, he ended the season last year as dominant. Right. So the question um, is – so yeah. The question is, what does? How do they make this so it's not a yearly occurrence, or right, control it? Because for, yeah, he looks so good when he's healthy, but you can't have him like all of a sudden. All of a sudden, he just falls apart in a game, and he's out yeah. ten days. Yeah, and this year it doesn't matter. He can take ten days off. He can take two. He can take a month off. It's okay, and he can come back and pitch effect. That's fine. Like it doesn't matter. But but he, if he's going to be the ace of our staff, like part about being an ace. Right is the ability to go out there and pitch every fifth day and give the yes. team a chance to win. 
Right. And and so we need him in, in 2022 and more importantly 2023 when they win the World Series. Like we need him to be a guy who can go out there and and pitch every fifth day. Um, if if he's going to be that ace kind of guy, he can't miss a month of season. Totally. Um, you know, to go take a break. But but for this season, given last year's limited number of games, like this might turn out to be, it's not a problem at all, right? Because you have to figure out a way to keep his innings down anyway. So this is just well a, another way to help keep his innings down oh, and, anyway. And another chance to watch young guys pitch and give Zimmerman, yeah. Zach Lothar guys opportunities to see yeah. if they actually belong in this rotation. I've become so sour to these young pitchers, Josh. I was so optimistic I know, about I you are. Wells and, and, and Lothar. I was just optimistic about these guys and Zimmerman. Um, and I was excited about our AAA staff. Right. And now I'm done with these guys. Except I'm for Grayson. Well, he, here's my guy. There, there, there's one guy in AAA who I care about. He pitched yesterday, was super effective, just came up from AA, Kyle Bradish. That, that's, uh-huh. the guy, that's the guy. He, he's a pitcher. And then Rodriguez and Hall. Okay, Rodriguez, yep. Hall, and Bradish. Yeah. Um, so if and you want to call someone up the majors, call Bradish up because he's in AAA. And any of these other pitchers, I don't care about anymore. I don't care about them. I'm done with them. And, yeah, none of those guys, Rodriguez, Hall, none of those guys are projected to be ready next year. Right, maybe uh, Bradish. But... Bradish, right, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was saying, the other two. Yeah, yeah, you hope. I don't know, like you, you, like Hall just was moved up. I mean, Rodriguez was just moved up to Bowie. Maybe, may, maybe you move Hall up to AAA soon. I mean, Rodriguez was dominant in his first start at Bowie, so you wonder how many starts. So you hope maybe both those guys can end the season at Norfolk. And I would argue, like, I don't understand why Adley Rutschman's still at AA. Yeah, and that was my follow-up question, is we're now in the month of June. Yeah. Shouldn't Adley be at AAA by now? He should. The, and he's, he's done everything he can at AA, right? right? And, I, and I heard someone say this. I don't remember where, where I heard this, but I thought this was really smart. They said Adley Rutschman's walking way too much. They said the problem is in Bowie, the pitchers aren't good enough to throw him like a good enough. Like that's why he's walking so much because pitchers don't know how to throw strikes. I mean, you see, you look at the minor league games, you see so many walks in the minors. Right. So get him out of there, get him up to Norfolk. Yeah. I think the only reason, Josh, the only reason I can think of is they like keeping him with Hall and Rodriguez, the next two future like stud pitchers for the Orioles. So you can kind of get used to them. You know, you get, you get, you know, to call their game, build a relationship. That worked for Weeders. We did yeah. the same thing for Weeders. Yeah, well, I mean, if I were the Orioles, I would like to see, and this is just me being selfish and dumb, but I would like to see move everyone up to AAA. Our AAA team stinks. Get rid of those pitchers and give me Rodriguez, Hall, Bradish, um, and, and really? Rutschman catching. Give us a little teaser of the 2023 Orioles rotation. All right, speaking of pitching, John yeah. Means, you say, you say, all right, no chance of trading him right now because of injury concerns. Yeah, zero. Negative percent right chance. Straight up, would you trade John Means today for Kevin for Kevin Gosman? <laughs> only the only reason I would say no, Josh. He's dominating out there right now. He is. The only reason I would say no is because Kevin Gosman's on a one year contract. So we don't need to to trade for him. We'll just sign him next year. Okay, we'll just overpay he's, for Kevin Gosman. He's on a one year deal. So and John Means <laughs> has, has several years left in his contract. Yeah. So just because the contract situation, all things being equal though, if they were under the same contract situation. That would be a tough call. I'd probably still keep John Means, though. But that'd I'd be, be a tough fearful call. of bringing Gosman back and him just being back to the old Gosman that we I knew. would, too. I would, too. We've seen that story oh, before. Yeah. yeah, I would, too. All right. You want to get to this trade, Mancini, to trade or not to trade? 
Uh, sure. Why not? All right. Let's go. So I mean, I thought we'd do it like this, Josh. Are you, um, I base most of my life off of three shows, Seinfeld, The Twilight Zone, and Boy Meets World. My right. entire life is based on these three things. All right. I made a Seinfeld reference today at work. Yeah. No one knew what I was talking about. What was the reference? Because they're all too young. Oh, yeah. Because one of our, we have a, uh, we have a new employee, and I guess when uh, he was out in the field with one of our guys, he was just, yeah, he's the type of guy that just talks, and they didn't know he was joking, and he told them that he was a dairy farmer before this, and has 15 years of raising cows and all, and apparently it was all just oh, like, made up crap that he was like telling Like Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just made up stuff that he was telling them, and I was explaining to my guys, oh, you got to, you got to put him in a situation where he has to use that dairy farmer and stuff like George and the whale. Yeah. And, the marine and, biologist. Yeah. The marine biologist. Sure. <laughs> so I mentioned it and they don't know what I'm talking about. So ah. then I'm sitting there explaining about George Costanza being a marine biologist and telling everyone he's a marine biologist. And suddenly he's at the beach and a whale needs help. Yeah. That's not just a Seinfeld reference. That's the reference to the greatest Seinfeld episode of all exactly. time. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I had a whole bunch of guys and they're like, you know, they're all like late twenties, thirties. And I guess Seinfeld was ahead of them. So they had no clue what I was talking about. Well, tell them to go to Hulu.com and you can watch the whole freaking show there. I know. And you know what they do? Complain that it's square. What? Is that a thing? Because it's not HD. I didn't know that was even a Which thing. I don't know. Why you complain because everyone loves Instagram and those pictures are all square. You're telling me that when I watch Seinfeld, it's a different screen or something than when I watch a different show? Yeah. Remember when we were growing up, TVs were square. Now so it doesn't fill up the whole screen? I don't know. I haven't okay. watched, I haven't watched, I just, I watched Seinfeld on Google all the time. I never noticed anything weird about it. But maybe it's in the square. I don't know. I don't pay attention. To I think there's bars on the side. Or did they update it maybe? I don't know. No, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't but know. It, it's one of those things I have on the background and don't pay attention. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, with this whole trade or not to trade debate, yeah. anytime there's a debate in my life, I always go back to Boy Meets World. The uh-huh. whole Topanga versus Lauren debate in season five <laughs> of Boy Meets World. Okay. But, but you're not taking Trey on a ski trip. Right. I know. I know. But Josh, uh, how Sean and Corey decided, do you remember how they decided whether he should go with Lauren or stick with Topanga? No, no. Jelly beans. So, All right. And they made points for points right. for Lauren, yeah, yeah, yeah. get the jelly bean. Points for Topanga, get the jelly bean. Whoever has the most jelly beans at the end yeah. wins. All right. All right. So I we're going to make some points. I got some points here, Josh. You can add to any of the points I have. And I want right. you to tell me, like, how many jelly beans is this worth? Is right, it like one well, jelly bean? On Let me see. Okay. Something. Where if it's if it's one jelly bean, maybe it's not that big of a deal. But I if got it's two jelly, jelly beans, beans it's more important. Room. And if it's you know five jelly beans, it's very important. But go ahead, Josh. What what you yeah. got? Do I need to go grab my jelly beans? They're in the other room. Oh, I was I was going to do. I don't have jelly. I don't I'm know anyone that. who actually keeps jelly beans in the house. I've got some jelly beans in the other room. Okay. Can, can, can you go grab them? Do you want them? Yeah, go grab the jelly right, beans. I'll go grab the jelly beans. Do, do you also have a scale while you're at it? I don't have a scale. But, but yeah, all right, fine. But, yeah, I'll get the jelly beans for you. All right, fine. Because I made a list of, I mean, I made a list of trade Trey Mancini versus keep Trey Mancini. 
And just like, you know, in the end, that's how Corey chose Topanga. You know, people forget Corey chose Topanga because Topanga got the most jelly beans. And to be honest, uh, it wasn't even close. Like at the end of that, like they put the whole bag of jelly beans on the Topanga side. So Lauren had like five jelly beans and Topanga had like 700 jelly beans. It wasn't even close in the end. I don't know how close ours will be, but Josh has the jelly beans and we'll, and we'll see All which right. gets more jelly beans. All right. I got some jelly beans. This is when the whole like multi-camera setup would be, would be helpful. But all right, I got jelly beans. All right, here's, here's a little quick context, and then we'll start with the jelly beans. All right. Trey Mancini, he is an all-star, right? All-star player. Okay. He's 29 years old. This year, he's making $4.75 million. Um, he's signed under contract through arbitration years till 2023. All right, so you have him this year. And you have him next year, and then 2023 he becomes a free agent. He's making 4.75 million dollars, which actually is the highest paid guy currently on the roster, which is kind of crazy. Um, but that's the situation with Trey Mancini. Okay. So the two options are: you can keep him, and either like keep him and resign him, or keep whatever. Just keep him, resign him, keep him and let him walk, whatever. Or in July, you can, or right now, tomorrow, you can trade him. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. We got the context. Right. Uh, Trey Mancini. Uh, what are we going to do? All right. I got the jelly beans ready. Let's start with trade them. All right. All right. The, the main argument, right, is given that he's an all-star and given that he has a year and a half left on his contract, every day you wait, his trade value goes down. So right now, his trade value will never be higher. All right. That's one uh, eggnog jelly bean for Trey Mancini. Oh, eggnog. Nice. Yeah, I love some the eggnog jelly beans. All of my favorite jelly beans. That's why these they are jelly beans that they got, have not got been eaten. Exactly. All right. All right. So on the other side, he is, you have Trey Mancini. He is a veteran leader on a team full of young players that will get kind of younger and younger each year as this rebuild continues. So a veteran, how how many jelly beans does a veteran leader on a baseball team get you? Oh, well, if we're doing one for just the highest, highest trade value, then the veteran leadership, I am with a team of all young guys. Now is the whole cancer storyline. And part of the city, is that part of your veteran leadership or are you going to make that a separate thing? Josh, is a cancer survivor part of veteran leadership? No. That's another separate right, thing. Fine, fine. I'm giving, uh, do you think, three jelly beans for leadership? Yes, I think leadership. We, we, I think right. we tend to value leadership more than younger people. All right. Um, but... I'm giving three pumpkin pie jelly beans for leadership. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> All, All right. right. To, what do you have next? To trade him. He doesn't play a premium position, and so he's kind of – he would be easy to replace, right, because he's a DH or first base or left field. We already have guys on the major league squad that can play his position. Exactly. So he doesn't play a premium position of need. We have other guys All who right. can take his spot. So right. we can well, trade him and our team a, will continue on. That's going to be two hot chocolate jelly beans. Okay. So. On the keep side – all right. You mentioned it. Let's just get it out there. Cancer survivor. How many jelly beans is being a freaking cancer survivor? Well, it's more than just cancer survivor. Let's 
because being a right, cancer right. survivor sounds very <laughs> crass. Of like, oh, he's a cancer survivor. Let me put all the jelly beans on there. Okay. But it's more like what it's more like he carried on the Mo Gabba torch. Yes. As far as like the city and the, and the way he like the city loves him. Yeah, here, here's the rest of my note. I didn't just write cancer. Here's the rest of my note. Okay. I said, I kept notes here. I said, he's a feel-good story. I, I think the Mo Gabba connection is great. This is sports, right? Sports is about yes. entertainment. It's about feelings and emotions yes. and passions. You can't separate these from the game. And all the good kind of mojo is wrapped up around Trey Mancini, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And that, that's hard to quantify, but we're going to quantify it right now with some jelly beans. All right. All right. I got some candy cane jelly beans. How many are you giving them for this? Oh, I think it's – I mean, I think the feel-good story is important. What we don't know, like, does Michael Elias right, – does he think about that feel-good story and he says, what, that's not worth a, a single candy cane jelly bean? I'm not here about right. the feels. And I'm here about the I don't care about Michael Elias. I'm here for you and I. Yeah, for so, me, it matters. It matters. Me too. But does it matter more than veteran leadership? Uh, <laughs> you can have freaking um, anyone be a veteran leader, exactly. right? So we made veteran leadership three candy, three yeah, uh, pumpkin pie so jelly beans. I think it has to be at least four. So wait, so you're making you're putting cancer survivor above veteran leadership? Just anyone, I could go in there. You're you're forty. You go in there being veteran lead, lead leader. Well, that's true. Last year it was Chris Davis. Yeah, like what does that mean? So we're, right. are you, we're done. We're not going to trade right. Chris Davis because he's Fine. a veteran leader. Fine. Four candy cane jelly beans into the do not trade for veteran yes. for cancer. That's just me saying. All right, I, I don't like to trade players who uh, who have the feel good stories. Right. Yeah. All right. Fine. Well, this do you want to trade, trade Mo Gabba and turn him into a Steelers fan? How's that going to make you feel? That'd be devastating. Um, okay, yeah, kind of like when Ray Lewis was going around and uh, going to Dallas and stuff. Toying, yes. even though it was the end of his career, it was still irritating. It wasn't about his talent anymore. Like, he was not. No. Like, who cares? Like, even Ed Reed. When Ed Reed wanted to play with the Jets. Like, who cares? He's not good anymore, but still, it <laughs> right, kicks right. me off. Or Suggs in Arizona and Kansas City. Yeah, there's a lot of examples. Um, all right, so now back to trade. Yeah. Um, and I think we screwed up with the first. What was your first item for reason to trade? His trade value has never been higher. Right. We only gave that one jelly bean. I think that yeah. should have been at least two. Okay. And because I want to add to that, his trade value can never be higher. And kind of with that, I don't know if this is a separate one or part of it. If you look at our team, Josh, there's I don't think you're trading Mullins or John Means. You're not no, trading those guys. There's no one else to trade. There, there's not a lot of high you, – you're not going to get a top 100 prospect for anybody else. Like no, you might I, get one for Trey Mancini. You're not going to get one for anybody else. Right. Everyone that you hoped to, like, reestablish their career and trade them didn't work out. Yeah. Um, uh, but so the other reason to trade them is so far, if you look at the minor leagues, their early returns, we don't know anything definitive yet. But the early returns say that uh, Mike Elias has a really good eye for prospect talent. Like this seems to be one of his gifts that he can identify young, talented players. All right. And so when you're Mike Elias and you're trading Trey Mancini, you have more confidence that you're going to get a really young, talented player because Mike Elias has a knack for finding and acquiring and identifying young, talented players. All right. That's two cranberry sauce jelly beans. All right. 
or Michael Elias acquiring young talent. All right. The other thing for to keep Trey Mancini is he's an Oriole lifer. I don't know if that matters, but he was drafted by the Orioles out of Notre Dame, went up the ranks, played at all the all the minor leagues, um, and then has played his entire career with the Orioles. We we, we come from a you know Cal Ripken. That's who we grew up watching. Right. You don't see him like Cal Ripken anymore, but I think like does it matter, Josh, that he's a freaking Oriole lifer and we can make him an Oriole lifer? Uh, I don't know. We don't see that anymore in baseball. I think of uh, Chipper Jones in Atlanta. I think of Cal. I think of, I guess, Adam Jones. Um, that does, I'm only giving one for that. One jelly bean. Okay, that's fine. For Oriole Lifer. Because I, mean, I, feel like, like, I feel like that's very similar to the all the stuff we did for him being part of the city and all that. Okay, that's fine. But that, that's all. I mean, because, but Josh, the point I'm making is if we had just tra- signed him to like a two year deal, this would be a different conversation. But the fact yes. is, he is, we've seen him grow from a baby bird. Like, yep. I mean, we, we, we talk about his first home run game when his mom was there and, you know, in the front row cheering. Like, right. It's just, it's, uh, and, and you're right. That kind of goes with the feel good story. So, all right. To trade him. Um, our wind, and here's the big one, Josh. Our window to win the World Series, as we talked about it, starts in 2023. That is the same year he's gone. Yeah. So why would you keep him when your window to win happens when he's gone anyway? Good point. Well, if you keep him, you have to extend him. Okay, so this assumes an extension. Right, which is more money. Right. And what's going to be my next point, but we can mention it here. Trey Mancini at that point at 23 will be 31. So you're extending a 31 year old first baseman slash DH. Right. A 31 year old that doesn't really have a position that right. That doesn't bring defense to the table, speed to the table. Three more jelly beans for trade Trey Mancini. Argument to keep him. Speaking of extensions, the Orioles right now (laughs) are not spending any money. We can afford at this point in the rebuild, if we wanted this offseason, sit down with Trey and give him a couple years at the end of his contract so he's an Oriole until he's 33 and can be there for a couple years of that window, we can afford it because right now he is, I mentioned before, he's the highest player on the current roster. Obviously, we're still paying Chris Davis, but he's, you know, on the IL, so he's kind of technically not on the 40-man anymore. And we're still paying Alex Cobb somehow. But but as far as player on the team, like, Trey Mancini is the highest paid at $4.75 yep. We can afford – he's not going to be super expensive. He's not going to be like a no, we can afford Francisco Lindor, right? Like, we can afford to tap on $15 million for a couple more years at the end of this contract. Um, and it's before all the Adley Rutschman, the Grace Rodriguez come up to their arbitration years – where they'll be super expensive. So the timing works out. If you wanted to extend Trey Mancini, we can afford to extend him. So maybe that's a reason to keep him, that the money works out. All right. How many jelly beans are you giving for that? I don't know. One or two. It's not a big deal, but it's one or two. All right. I'm going with one because that's what I was thinking. All right. That was a hot chocolate jelly bean, by the way. All right. In case you're keeping track. Um, on the other side, the other side of the, the salary, he is, I mentioned, 
You take away Chris Davis, who's not in the 40 minutes, he's on the IL. You take away Alex Cobb because he's in California. He is our highest paid player. We're in the middle of a rebuild. We want to keep costs down. So it makes sense to trade away your highest paid player, who, by the way, is just going to get even more expensive next year. Right. With arbitration. Right. And if you resign, it'll be even more expensive. So don't you want to trade these guys and save the money and spend it when you're ready to yeah. compete? And we're not quite ready to compete yet. So it doesn't make sense to trade them now because of that. Yeah, but I'm only giving one jelly bean for that because your salary right now is so low that it okay. doesn't really matter. I agree. I agree. Um, can you think of I, – I went through all my reasons for keeping them. Can, can you think of any other reasons, Josh, why we is should there, keep Trey Mancini? Is there a specific team that has had an injury that would, could use him? I oh, know there's like, – you know, like, like if, we wanted to, if we wanted to trade Cedric Mullins, that would not be hard because a few teams have had some outfield injuries. Yeah, but Josh, can I also say, struggles. just real quick about Cedric Mullins, when we talk about these trade candidates, what do other teams want to see? A track record. We once traded for Travis Snyder, who was then terrible <laughs> after we traded for him. Lunchbox, yeah. And, and part yes. of the reasons why that shouldn't be surprising forget, is forget because him. he's had, he's had a couple months. What about he, uh, Geraldo Pera? Yeah, yeah, from Colorado. Yeah, sure, he Pera. was the hottest guy in the National League until he came to Baltimore. Yeah, but both those guys, Josh, had no track record. Trey yeah. Mancini has a track record. I don't think any team is going to give you near the value for Cedric. They're not going to trade for him like he's the best center fielder in baseball. That's not where you're getting back for Cedric Mullins because people don't believe it because they've only seen it for a couple months. So that's why Cedric Mullins is not being traded because you're not going to get the high value for him because people – you'd be better off waiting until the end of the season or maybe even next year if you really okay. want to trade him. But right. I think it's dumb to even have the conversation because no one's going to trade a guy for two months, um, especially if you think he's good. Right. So, but anyway, this is about Michael. Uh, I forget. Right. How, what about those? What you, oh, yeah. The need to train Mancini. I don't know what, I don't know how much other teams need. Okay. I mean, about... he can play first base or left field or DH. He has some flexibility there. Right. But those are like the, like most teams have someone that can, it's like a super utility guy. Most yeah. That's the spot when you don't know where that. to put a guy. Yeah. That's where they go. Yeah. Um, what about. Um... So maybe that is keeping him. That's an argument for keeping him, Josh, because. Maybe, um, again, that goes to, to the position, right, where he right. doesn't play a premium exactly. position. So maybe the trade demand it's will low. be a little less for him right. than it would be if he played shortstop or something. Right. So I'm throwing one in there. Uh, yeah. What about fans, that the fans will all get upset if you trade Trey Mancini? Yeah, yeah. I thought about my keep category. <laughs> I actually typed it out. I typed out, like, attendance, and then I laughed to myself and deleted it because right. <laughs> attendance isn't getting and, any worse if you trade Trey Mancini. No. And all those people will complain, but all the people that complain are stupid. Yeah. And, like, you can't take fan favor into how you build a team. Really? You want to win. I mean, you do as ownership, but like you said, attendance is already low. You're not going to lose. Everyone that you're going to lose from trading Trey Mancini, you already lost. Josh, this weekend I was listening to 105.7 The Fan, the Bruce Cunningham show. You ever listen to his show on the weekend? I used to, yeah. I like Bruce. I haven't yeah. listened in a while. Yeah, I don't mind Bruce. He had a guy call him. And, and the guy said, you know what? I, I, I haven't to... heard any callers in a long time. I'm going to have to download the app. Yeah, and I like, I like this guy call. You know, when, I was, when I'm about to tell you, you're going to think this caller is an idiot like all callers are. But I, I, I like this caller. He said he changed over 
from being an Orioles fan to a Nats fan. And there was one move the Orioles made, um, and not just a move. There was one thing the Orioles did that caused them to go from being an Orioles fan to a Nats fan. And after he said it, I was like, man, you're right. I want to be a Nats fan, too, after this. Uh, the World Series? It was how they treated a certain player. Adam Jones. Nick Marcakis. How they treated Adam Nick Jones. Nick Marcakis. No, Adam oh, Jones. Adam Jones? All right. Because Adam Jones said he – remember, we... this is going back where he didn't want to go to Philly to be traded. Yeah. And he got into a big thing, and, and they wanted to trade him. He didn't want to be traded. He wanted to stay. They right. wanted to get rid of him. Right. And this caller was so disgusted by how they handled – not just getting rid of Adam Jones, but just how they handled the whole situation that he was done with the Orioles. And so mm-hmm. I do think, Josh, this is the Orioles – I mean, sports. We all can't be like Bert and just root for the jersey. Some right. of us actually get attached to players. And I think for like a 12-year-old boy whose favorite player is Trey Mancini, don't tell me it doesn't make a difference that that he has an attachment to Trey Mancini and you got to be objective here. That 12-year-old fan's feelings doesn't matter because this is a business. Don't, don't give me that nonsense. I think that matters. I don't know. I think it matters to that 12-year-old fan and it matters to that 12-year-old fan's father. But you can't run your team that way. If you did, then you would re-sign everyone's favorite players. I I agree. Like, Hansu Kim would probably still be playing here alongside Ryan Ryan Flaherty. (laughs) I agree. And I would have re-signed Brian Mattis. Right. You can't do that. But, Josh, let me ask you this Adam Jones. Hold on. Back up. Was it the right time to get rid of Adam Jones, the baseball player? Well, since I, then, he has not made it in Major League Baseball. He's been playing in Japan. He played one year with Diamondbacks, now he's in Japan. What does that right, tell you? And, yeah. and there's people who watch him in Japan and say, oh, look, he has good stats in Japan. He should be back in majors. That's a step down in baseball. Yeah, I know. But it's more than that. It was how it was handled, Josh. Like, when he said he didn't want to get, he, we said he didn't want to get traded right. to Philly. I get it. The Oriole fans and management lambasted him for not doing what's better for the club by being willing to be traded when really he just loved the Orioles. And why, why are we lambasting this guy who loved the Orioles? kids out of school and stuff, yeah. Yes. And he, he was, he's just really – he married, I think, a Baltimore girl, like very involved in the community. Right. I understand um, all that. I understand all that. I was more offended – and maybe it's just me, but I was more upset with how they handled Nick Markakis. Yeah. Because especially since we've seen Nick Markakis put up many good, more good years in Atlanta – yeah, and, and it came with some folks used the neck issue. Yeah, it was it was it was BS. Yeah, so I can see that as a fan, but I I don't know if management takes into account what will the fans think of this. Yeah, I I, I think they do if it would affect attendance. The Orioles had five thousand people at a game this yeah, week. Yeah, it's not good. It, trade and trim and seeing you have no impact on attendance. It can't yeah. be worse. Yeah, but, exactly. but Josh, let me ask you this very simple question. And I agree with you. Like, you can't make every decision based on emotion. This is why I would be a terrible GM. Right. But it's like, you can't one, make every decision based on emotion. probably one jelly bean. Yeah, yeah. But, but Josh, yeah, one jelly bean, and here's why. Tell me, what would feel better to you as a fan? To win the World Series with Trey Mancini playing first base or to win a World Series with some random free agent playing first base? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That, that's, not a fair, that's not a fair evaluation. Because <laughs> you, you, you don't think it would matter? No, no, no. no you don't because, think it would matter no, as long as you won the World the Series? Proper, here's the yeah, proper evaluation. Okay, okay. What would make you feel better? Winning the World Series with some random guy playing first base. Yes. Or, or m- making it to the playoffs with Trey Mancini. 
Which one do you care more about? No, you're twisting my no, words no, no, around. You're twisting, it. <laughs> you're twisting you're, it around. You're not because remember, in order to trade Trey Mancini, we bring in prospects so we get better players. So yeah. hold on. So you got to say you can't say, well, what happens? Because guess what? If you're doing that, it would be really cool to win the World Series with Ryan Flaherty. You can't. I mean, you know, it's you can't say win the World Series with this guy or win the World Series without this guy. But all things What's being equal, Josh, you'd rather you? have the guy on the World Series team. Sure, but I'd rather Jim Palmer be on the World Series team with Cal Ripken Jr. and uh, Brooks Robinson at 80 years old on third base winning the World Series. I don't. You can't say that stuff because the whole point is if you're going to trade Trey Mancini, it's to bring in prospects so that you can win the World Series. So I you can't say, well, all right, you're going to win the World <laughs> Series. Do you want to do it with or without Trey? You can't but, but, do that. But my whole point, Josh, is that this goes back to the argument about how we feel emotionally attached to players and we tend to care more about players that we really like I, and we root for players that we like and have good stories. And Trey Mancini is that guy. I really liked winning the Super Bowl with Ray Lewis. Yes. It would have still been awesome without him, but it would have been even more cool without him. But I also believe that his veteran leadership and him stepping up helped get that Super Bowl win. Yes. So, the, so the question, it's just a weird way you're putting it. Do you want to win with Trey or without Trey? That's the whole goal is just to win it. I yeah, they're it. both yeah. win, and I, and if you're winning the World Series either way, I don't care. All I want is that World Series. And oh, I, though you made me think of another point to keep Trey Mancini, so get a jelly bean ready. All right, I got him here. Um, when you trade Trey Mancini, you're trading certainty, right? Like you know what Trey Mancini brings: thirty home runs, going to get close to 100 RBI. He's going to bat 275. <laughs> like you know what you get with Trey Mancini. Fine. Fine, so I'm fine. I'm giving Trey Mancini two in the do not trade for that, but I'm responding to you and I'm putting two in the trade Trey Mancini <laughs> because we've already seen peak Trey Mancini. We're not getting any more than, than what we've seen out of Trey Mancini. And by bringing in a prospect, we could perhaps get further. Or you could get a guy who never makes the pass double A. You could get that too, Josh. You could. Yeah, you could. But that, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying with Trey Mancini, you have a certainty there. With a prospect, there's no certainty. All right. right, sure. Sure. There's unknown. There's risk. Right. And they said the same thing about Brady Anderson after 54 home runs. And then he went back down to 30. Yes. And then they said the same thing about Manny Machado. And you traded away a guy you knew, Manny Machado, and you got back prospects who turned out to be. Well, that's a, yes, and that's our special July episode that we're doing. Yes, where we and that was not under trades. Mike Elias because Mike because, Elias would identify better talent for that trade. Because in the past week, we did release Zach Pop, who was one of the key parts of the Zach Britton trade. Yeah. So when you talk about things that failed. No, 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 no. no. Zach Pop was part of the Manny Machado trade. Really? I thought he was yes. Britain. No, he was, he was, he was, no. All right, well, he's gone. Yeah. And, and Yusniel Diaz, where's he at? He's, I don't know, somewhere he's in, in Sarasota. He, he, or, you know, he's on the IL, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's, he's taking yeah. time off. Yeah. All right. Well, do you know how these jelly beans add up? No, that, you, let, let's go and add them. All right, let's see. All right. And the, on the trade Trey Mancini side, we got one, two, three, four, five. Because I don't know how I feel about six, trade seven, Trey Mancini. So this eight, go, nine, I will, I will follow the jelly 12. beans. All right. We got 12 jelly beans for trade Trey Mancini. Nine. 
<laughs> we got 12 jelly beans on the do not trade okay. we, we, we spent a half hour solving nothing awesome. i wish i wish this was staged but i really didn't even count the jelly beans until just this moment okay hey josh yeah do you know this exact same thing happens in the Bournemouth Road episode with Topanga and Lauren? No, it makes sense. So, he, all right, so what happened next? See what happens next is so they, they do this. They debate all the yeah. good qualities about Lauren Topanga. It yeah. turns out to be exactly even. All I don't right. remember the number. Is. It might be 12 to 12. I don't know. And then. Yeah. Well, we didn't and, stage this. This was all random. And, and then Corey says, and, and then so as Corey says, you know, no. He says, and then he drops the whole bag of jelly beans onto the Topanga size side and said, you know what? I can live without Lauren. I can't live without Topanga. It's no contest. I choose Topanga. And so, Josh, I'm going to put all the jelly beans on the Trey side because I can't live without Trey Mancini. It's all no right. contest. Trey right. Mancini I'm, tra- I'm, taking, I'm taking this other pile, and it's going all into the do not trade. <laughs> all right, there we go. Hey, but I know, and it's funny, Josh, because and I think the 12 to 12 tie represents <laughs> it's hilarious. It's a tough decision. It's a tough decision. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Michael Elias is sitting in the warehouse just throwing those jelly beans back and forth. Uh, yeah. He probably turned this podcast to figure out what to do. And I'm sorry, <laughs> Michael Elias. We're 12 to 12. We, we decided nothing for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Mike. That's funny. Josh, yeah. uh, would you, tr- I mean, it's two, two questions. After we had this whole debate, yep. if you were Michael Elias, would you actively look to trade him? And B, do you think Michael Elias will trade him at the deadline, trade that deadline? I think what this 12 to 12 balance, what we don't have, and as we dumped all the jelly beans on the do not trade side, what we don't have that makes it a lot harder is we don't have the other bag of jelly beans, which is who you're getting. Yeah, the return for him. The sure. return is impossible to project right now. We haven't seen any big trades in baseball yet to really know what the trade market's like this year. So sure, as far as actively trying to trade, I think you're always working. So I don't think you're actively trying to trade Trey, but I think as a GM, if I didn't know, if, as a G, if I was in Michael Elias' shoes, I'd have a big whiteboard and I probably wouldn't want the players to see this, but right next to each uh, player would be what their approximate trade value would be. And I would have a number system, and every player on my organization would have a number attached to them or a grade. You would listen to too much Ken McCusick. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, this is how football trades work, right? Yeah, it would be like like for round picks, it's associated with a number, and you can trade a third round because, like, a third round, fourth round. Like, it's also with numbers. So that when someone calls me and says, hey, I've got two A's and a B to trade you. Yeah. And I can look on my board and say, well, a plus a B equals whatever. Trey, I've got value as an A. Does this add up? And then, and then I've got my need value. I would have multiple. I'd have, as a GM, I would have values of all my players as well as values of needs and where I see needs in our farm system. So I would be not necessarily actively trying to trade Trey, but my phone line's always open. And I know what I'm looking for for Trey Mancini. Yeah, I hate it when people say the phone lines are, are always open. Like, the phone line is not open for John Means. Do you call about John Means? I'm hanging up. You, if, if you, you call, if no, you call about Jacob Mullins, I'm hanging that's up. That's a lie. That's a lie. Now, the phone Judge, I'm hanging up. I'll make you a deal right now that you'll say yes on uh, John Means. Okay, first of all, you, you won't because the phone's already hung up, so you can't. You'll be talking right. to a dial tone. But hold on, hold on, hold on. 
But but really, I want John Means. I'll give you. Uh, I'm uh, the Nats GM. I'll give you Strasburg and Max Scherzer. Um, Josh, I'm not doing that because Max Scherzer's on the last year of his deal, and he and he's like 50, and and Strasburg is is the orchid who can't stay healthy. So no, no deal. Right, Josh, right, what uh, I'm saying, Josh, I'll what I'm you, saying, I'll you know what I'm saying, Josh. Stop I'll being give you dumb. Josh, shut up. I'm, I'm saying the phone line's always open. You gotta have but, that value. No, but you're being dumb. I'm saying any realistic deal someone's gonna offer me for John Means, I'm turning down. No, but that's where you have your value trade of what's realistic. Yeah, but no one's going to offer me what I think John Means is worth or what I think Central okay. Mars is worth. So right, I'm not fine. wasting my time. I'm hanging up. Okay. All right. All right. No fine. one's calling for showing show you Otani. All right. But if somebody calls and says I'm interested in John Means, I'm not going to hang up the phone. I'm, I'm already gonna hung say, up. No. I'm going to say, well, what are you thinking? And as soon as they say a too low – Hey guys, mid prospects. I hang up. I'm okay. gonna hear what they're offering. As I see, we're different. But I would listen for Trey Mancini. I would listen for him. I would listen for them all. So, Josh, you you think? But here's the question. Um, last question. We'll be done with this. All right. um, if you were a betting man, you putting your money on Trey Mancini's trade at the deadline, or come uh, August first, is he still an Oriole? I think he's still an Oriole. Okay. What do you think? I think he's traded. All right. All right. Next question. What value do you look for Trey Mancini? Because my thought is if I am, if you are trading someone to me for Trey Mancini, that person needs to be in a need position like pitcher and immediately in our top 10 prospects. Okay. I think I'll say two things. I don't think need matters very much when you're getting farm systems guys, right? Because Position players move around all the time. We don't know where Gunnar Henderson will end up. Is he going to be a shortstop or third baseman? Um, so need matters. It doesn't matter to me at all. As far as talent, though, the other thing I say about talent is when we have this conversation, fans always talk about, like, top 10, top 100 prospect, right? Like, if I'm Trey Trey Mancini, I want one top 100 prospect that maybe, you know, a top 150 guy. But we saw Michael Elias trade Dylan Bundy for a guy named Kyle Bradish who no one ever heard of before, he gets an Oriole system. He starts throwing 96 miles per hour. Now he's our third best pitcher in our system outside Rodriguez and Hall, and no one ever really heard him before. So I think Elias has an eye for talent. And so for me, it doesn't need to be a top 100 guy, top 10 guy. It's, it's like it needs to be a couple players that Michael Elias identifies as potential um, all-star caliber, all-star cal, cal, caliber players, and I think that's what makes it tough. Is because we want to do the. You know who was a, hundred, a top one hundred prospect when we traded for him? Eugenio Diaz. All right, All right. I know. I mean, I, I, I want Michael Spain. Elias. I, yeah, I think hundred. You know, I think Chance Cisco at some point was a top one hundred prospect. Whatever. Um, I, I want I want uh, Michael Elias to identify talent. I think he's good at it, and that's why I'm so torn. But part of me is like, I want Trey Mancini to be traded just because. Let him, Michael Elias does what he does best, like identify young players that he can turn into great players. Um, and we don't, he doesn't have that many guys he can do that with, right? Because we don't have very many talented veterans on our team. But the other side of it is I like Trey Mancini a lot, and I don't want to see him traded. But if I was a betting man, I would say he's gone in July. I also think like Michael Elias has limited options this, off season, this trading deadline. Like Paul Fry. Yeah. Um, 
And you know, maybe you Frank know, Alvis. And we like, Michael Elias likes to make trades. And right, there's not a lot of guys Elias to make trades with. It's antsy if he can't trade. Yes, he's looking to make deals. Like he's right. still in rebuild mode. Yeah. So he's still in acquiring talent mode. And so he's gotcha. going to try to. And when, when, when he can't trade Matt Harvey, and when he can't trade Jorge Lopez, he's going to go down and listen. Oh crap! Who can I trade? And Santander. I don't know if he's going to be able to trade Santander. That was the talk, you know, before the season. But because the injury issues, I think they're better off waiting on Santander to the rest of the year and not trading him now because I think I his value is so low. Yeah. So I think he's going to be if he if he wants to trade anybody, to get any real kind of high profile pl- profile players back. back no, it's it's, it's going to be, be Mancini. Mancini. That's it's it. It's got to be Mancini, especially when you think uh, Mount Castle being player of the week. He's starting to get comfortable. You want him in your lineup every day. If he can be your first baseman, that makes sense. Uh, right now, Hayes is hurt. Santander's hurt. But you want those guys in your lineup as soon as they come back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so Tom, takes... Santander's playing DH because he's got a little ankle issue. But right. But on the other side of it, like that's also an argument for like keeping Mancini in that there's been a lot of injury issues in the outfield. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're having trouble finding a spot for him. Yeah, right. Um, but, but let's be honest. <laughs> if you're going to win in 2023 or whenever, you got to get past these injury issues. Yeah. I mean, well, and, and one of the arguments we also made is. Well, we got a guy named Hurston Kerstad who's coming up and who's a left or right fielder. Um, we play one of those corner outfield positions, but, yeah. but he still has not played True. a professional baseball team in his career, even though he was drafted last year. So I don't know what to make of that. Gotcha. So, and Yusnel Diaz can't stay healthy. So maybe our outfield is not as deep as we once thought it was. Right. Um, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, that's something All to right. watch. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I still don't know how I feel after this. Yeah, I mean, again, it's. I think the fact that we ended on twelve twelve is the appropriate thing. I think this was, yeah, more harmful than helpful. This whole discussion. I regret this whole thing. <laughs> no, it was a good discussion because it's the same. We went over kind of. This is what you got to do. You can't go at your heart. You got to. You got to go with the jelly beans. Yeah, something objective as the jelly beans. All right. Look to the jelly beans. All right. All right. Well, I hope people appreciate helping helping us break it down. Whether or not yeah. it helped us, who knows? Yeah, and you can interact with us on Twitter. You know, whether you think we should, I don't know. Do I really want to know if you think we should trade or not trade Draymond Scene? I don't know if I really want. To I think you can just go on Twitter and you'll find out what people think. But yeah, let yeah. us know. Yeah. If you're a Patreon supporter, if, definitely. Oh yeah, let there, us there's know, arguments that's the people that, we care about. Yeah, there's arguments that we haven't thought of in this discussion. I would be welcome. I would welcome other arguments. For to keep or for the trade Trey Mancini that we did not talk about in this podcast, I would welcome those arguments. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, there we go. You ready to get out of here? You, what are, what are, we, we've gone for an hour, Josh. How are you yeah. feeling about this show? I think it was a good show. I think we'll, uh, we can put off some ball four for, for next week. All right. I think we had a great Trey Mancini discussion. Absolutely. It was. A long time coming. We need to have it. Now we can settle it. Yeah. And we don't need to talk about it anymore. Yeah. We'll talk about it again in a few weeks. Yeah. When it actually comes time to, to trade it out. To trade I mean, up. we're getting close. Trade deadlines, what, two months away? Yeah. I mean, pay attention, right? Pay attention to how trades play. I mean, this is, we've seen players get hot for a month and, and get yep. traded. We've seen Oriole players, pitchers. Get no. hot for a month and get traded. Yeah. So June, July is when you want to look to trade him. I don't think he will be traded before the All-Star break. 
That'll make I really think hard. they want him at the All-Star game in an Oriole uniform. Again, I, I, because of those cancer jelly beans. I, I agree. I agree. I don't think he's straight up for the All-Star game. Um, so head yeah. on over to Camden Yards now. You've got a month left to see Trey. <laughs> <laughs> or you might have a whole another three years. We don't know. Yeah. It's 12 you to go, 12. Do you have any upcoming games you're going to? You know, I was just sitting down the calendar, and I have some uh, uh, games marked for Bowie and for and for Delmarva Del um, in June. Is, is what I'm planning okay. on having some games there. Cool. So you know, it's June now, right? Yeah, I know, I know. I, I okay. have one more day of school, Josh, and then the summer begins. Your summer begins tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. Well, my girls don't get out till Thursday, and I, I always thought Florida got out before everyone else. Well, because you probably didn't have any snow days. We had zero snow zoom. days because they're all online days. Gotcha. But yeah, and but don't tell my wife. But like, I'm already. I haven't. The summer break hasn't even started, and I'm already ready to go back to school. Just so I don't have to watch my kids all day. Well, yeah, and packing up the house. Oh yeah, don't get me started. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening to another episode of Section Three Three Six. Josh, looking forward to see your title. I would suggest that something to do with Trey Mancini when you write the title. Wait, you, you get... really don't know what the title of this episode will be? Oh, Jelly Beans? Jelly Beans. It's yeah. obvious. You can follow us on Twitter at Section336Show. Yep. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can also follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Fact or myth? In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at KeepItFunOhio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. 